Welcome to this first episode of the podcast. I want to try and call it a ski cast. I really, really like the idea of naming it that. My name is Matt Bramall. Uh, currently, I work as a ski rep. I've just done my one season so far. That was in France in the Three Valleys. And actually, tomorrow, which will be Tuesday, I am hoping to get the news of where I'm going to be placed uh, in Austria for my second season, so very exciting few days. Um, in my spare time, I'm really into making uh, content at the moment. Big fan of giving YouTube a go, but started that this year. Um, but uh, I thought it would be a good idea to pick up the microphone. Uh, I've done podcasting in the past when I was a student working within the the radio and, and some uh, other projects around that. Um, but I wanted to, to add this to the uh, content that I'm creating and sticking along the same theme. So my passion really is being in the mountain. I absolutely love skiing, uh, particularly when there's snow, but also in the summer. It, it's a very interesting uh, place to be around. There's so many different things to talk about. And the first thing I want to talk about today, which I'm really excited for, is about the running of a ski resort itself. It, um, as skiers, as, as holiday makers, we usually spend no more than seven to ten to ten days there. Um, the lucky ones might spend uh, two weeks, but uh, usually we go there. We are part of that resort for a very short amount of time, and then we leave, and we are just then waiting for our next trip. There are others, though. The, there are workers like myself uh, that are around the resort from start till finish. Uh, I work very much within the holiday side of things, so I'm very much with the customers, uh, uh, lots of customer service, that type of thing. But then you have the staff that actually make the resort run, who without it you wouldn't be able to jump on your lift, you wouldn't be able to have um, a groomed green run after a heavy night's worth of snow. Um, and I thought what better way to find out about that to to learn the real ins and outs of it by actually speaking to someone right at the heart of running a ski resort um i get to speak to andy who is very much uh at the at the controlling of glencoe ski resort uh in this interview he gives me a very very detailed insight to what it's like what the last few years have actually been like for scottish skiing so a very very unique perspective and then also what they've got coming up. There's quite a few exciting things. Um, Scottish skiing is very, very different to what we, else we might see in Europe. Um, but the general running of a resort may well be um, the, the same across, which is that uh, they rely on the weather and also obviously a lot of the time relying on uh, the people. But he'll tell you more. Um, just before we delve into that, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, the next thing you're going to see is not a lot really, it's just going to be a picture of uh, this right here. Uh, but if you're listening to any of the uh, podcast platforms, you don't need to worry, you can just sit back and enjoy uh, this interview and I'll be back with you afterwards. Andy, thanks very much for uh, taking the time to, to take my call. Are you able to, first of all, just tell a little bit about y your role at Glencoe? Yeah, I'm Andy Meldrum. I'm the managing director and owner there. I've been for the last nine years. Business has been running for 62 years. I've been, I've been at the helm for the last, the last nine Wow, and, and uh, I mean, currently uh, at the moment, you're up in the resort, are you? No, at the moment I have an office at home as well. I, I find that uh, one 
the interesting things about up in a ski area is that it's normally pretty full on when you're actually on site. And uh, big advantage I've found is being off site a couple of days a week so that I can uh, I can do all the, the long term planning. Yeah, how how how's the resort looking at the moment? Yeah, it's good. I think we're eating your first snow the winter this uh, this towards the end of this week, so uh, we're we're all moving in the right direction for another winter. Yeah, there's there's definitely certainly been a little bit more of a chill in the air over the last few days. Um, uh, how 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 would you describe last winter then for you guys? Was it good? Was it bad? Yeah, I mean the last two winters have been a real really showing up what Scottish skiing can do. Last winter we had our best ever winter. We had uh, over forty one thousand skiers. The winter before we had our worst ever winter, and we only had. Uh, just over 4,000 skiers, so uh, it could be a huge difference. Two years ago, we had nine uh, proper skier days. Last year, we were open for 160 days. So we have huge, huge fluctuations in, uh, yeah, in, in our operation. Wow, I mean, obviously, so the last two seasons were really good. I mean, what, what would you say stood out last season in particular? What would I say? Stood out. Yeah, I think just the fact that we opened we opened for skiing on the 28th of November, which is our earliest ever date, and we didn't close till the 7th of May. And throughout that time, we had pretty good skiing, not only on the mountain, but actually all the way to the car park, and it's, it's quite unusual. We normally only ski to the car park for a couple of weeks in the, the season. Last year, we skied to the car park for about 11 or 12 weeks. So I want to really talk today about what it's like running a resort because as as skiers we we come into contact with different parts of resort operations sort of every moment we're in the mountains what would you say are the 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 perceptions of running a, a resort the, 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 the most interesting thing about the running a resort probably is the fact that people just think everything happens very very easily and our staff turn up half an hour before they do and the reality most days is probably very, very different. You know, our office staff are often in at four or five in the morning, or our hill staff are often in overnight, uh, you know, working, grooming, setting lifts up, getting them and going for busy weekends. The, the amount of uh, effort and energy it takes from some pretty dedicated staff to actually, you know, even get us open on some days is, is you know, it's huge. And customers don't see that. They, they, they turn up and if we're five minutes late opening then uh, you know they might not be happy but you know some days the you know the weather can be very much against us and it's quite a challenge even uh, you know even getting opening into, even getting opening at all so you guys never really sleep then uh, i'm probably not so bad but i think uh, some of our key hill staff uh, you know at times in the winter have a, a, a pretty tough time because uh you know, we work to the, the weather, we work to conditions, and, and, and we go through periods when, uh, you know, we have incredible amounts of snow falling, great conditions, we're incredibly busy, but, you know, we have all the challenges with, you know, grooming, digging stuff out, dealing with huge numbers of customers, and then we also have periods in the winter where, you know, it, it goes very quiet, the conditions may not be great, and, uh, you know, numbers drop right off, so we... We get really used to dealing with a, a boom and bust culture. You know, we can have a thousand skiers one day and, and you know, a hundred skiers the next day. And 
dealing with it. So it's probably the biggest challenge is we were either overstaffed or understaffed uh, because we, unlike European resorts where uh, you know they know that in the village they've got X number of visitors, Scottish schemes all about uh, people looking at forecasts, picking out, identifying a good day, and then coming on mass in one day and, and avoiding. The other days, so we, we do see these huge peaks and troughs in, uh, in skier numbers, which which create up quite a challenge. Do you, do you tend to find that the the the, the, the people that, that come to your resort are they sort of within an hour's drive of the resort, or do they come from all over the country and then also abroad? I, I think if you look at our customers, uh, this is only anecdotal, but I think around eighty percent of our customers come from the the central belt and mainly Glasgow, uh, which is probably about an hour and a half away. Uh, the other 20% come from the rest of Scotland, Northern Ireland. We get quite a lot of people from the north of England, particularly at holiday periods. And we do see a small number of people from abroad, but it's, it's a very, very small percentage. Most of our skiers are day trippers who, you know, who watch the weather, sit in Glasgow, watch the weather, look for the good day and... Uh, People's working patterns are a bit more flexible now, so we, we, we can have a busy day on a Tuesday, not just the weekends now. Mm. How, for you, how does Glencoe uh, stand out from the other Scottish resorts? I, I think the... Well, what, what customers will tell you, what I, I experience myself, is that we, we, for quite a small resort, we've got a pretty unique amount of terrain and some incredibly steep, challenging terrain, but also on the plateau area, we've got probably what must be one of the best beginners areas in Scotland or anywhere in the world when we have great, you know, great snow in it. So we have that really good balance between uh, really, really good, extreme, exciting skiing, and we we host a free ride event every year, uh, and, and a very, very, very good beginners area, and, and we. We've been really lucky. We've had some good ski seasons, and we're we're slowly but surely managing to develop and grow the the resort. We've got a new chair in, putting a new chair in at the moment. We put a new toe in a couple of years back, new dry slope, putting a new garage in this year for the machines to stay in. Uh, a lot of stuff happening that uh, is slowly but surely, uh, you know, improving uh, the customer experience. Uh, have you got sort of a, a long-term goal for the growth of the resort then? No, not necessarily so much the growth, but it, it's all, for us, it's all about customer experience. It's yeah. all about, uh, you know, making sure that... When I first started, we had one very old piece machine. We now have three, and two of them are the latest state-of-the-art machines. Uh, we, we never used to have online... Ski hire. This year we'll have online ticket and online ski hire. We we put in a new lift as I said a couple of years ago. We're putting in a new chairlift, which will be completed next year. Uh, slowly but surely, we're we're developing. We also have put accommodation in, so we're the only sort of resort that on a good day you can you can ski back to your cabin and uh, and stay overnight. So we actually have accommodation on site. So we're we're slowly but surely building this sort of, you know, a, a unique place that people can come and ski and enjoy. It's a pretty wild part of the country, but, uh, you know, amazing, amazing scenery, amazing place to be. And, uh, and as I said, if we can 
slowly improve the customer experience then because uh, I think in the old days the ski going go you had to be pretty hardy because there was quite a bit of walking involved uh, the lifts the tools the, the facilities were all very very rough but we've uh, yeah, we're working away at turning it into a sort of more modern ski area ah, so when the winter season starts how big an operation is it we have 23 full-time staff in the summer that goes up to about 30 with uh, you know with seasonal cafe staff. Uh, in the winter we go up to about 75, so about two and a half times times bigger. And that's that's stuff like uh, ski hire, ski school. In the summer we only run one cafe. In the winter we have two cafes operational, and then all our lift operators, and then all our engineering staff or ski patrol. So it. it, it it grows, but it's, 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 we, we get a lot of staff who come back year after year for ski patrol and for, for ski hire. So it's, it's a pretty well-oiled machine now that these guys come back. They've been doing it for quite a number of years and uh, everything just you know, everything just clicks back into place. The, the big change this year is that with our, our new snow factory, snowmaking technology, that uh, we're setting a, a, an opening date this year. So normally we have to wait till the snow falls and we have enough and then we open. And that could be December, it could be January, it could be February. This year we plan to open the 1st of December and that's with, with man-made snow. I was, I was going to ask about the, uh, the snow making uh, uh, shortly, but um, you've talked about weather and, and also numbers being a huge factor when you're when you're running a, a ski resort and during the season i mean what would you say are some of the other things that you, you have to consider when when you are running a resort and i'm just i mean the weather the weather's the biggest challenge because that's what you know, we looking at last year, we had 160 days that we we were open from the start to end of the season, but we lost 24 and a half days to, to strong winds, and in these days we couldn't open for skiing, uh, and that then creates a, a challenge because we then have staff that you know we don't have work for, and uh, so probably the, the biggest challenge is, is staffing because we have these huge peaks and troughs and. Uh, on a busy day when we have a thousand people, we don't have enough staff to manage everything properly. And when we have a, a, a quiet day or a day when we're shut, then we have uh, we have lots of staff, and it's too wild for us to you know, find work for them to do. So it's uh, that's probably the biggest the biggest challenge that we have. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, uh, for you, what is the best thing about being at the heart of the resort and it and its operations? Um, you know skiers probably see it in a completely different light as we've touched on but i imagine you see it in a completely different way so in your eyes what's the best thing oh the best the best thing about my job by a long way is that uh, i do most of the marketing promotion social media for the resort uh which means that most days in the ski season i i, I make sure i get up on the hill uh i make sure i'm around taking pictures talking to customers and uh and talking to staff, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I love to ski. I love to be up in the mountains and uh, to have a job that allows, you know, me to do that. Uh, and and you know, I, I looked at the 
myself and the team we've got at the moment, we're the we're the custodians or the caretakers of, of Glencoe at the moment. You know, it's 62 years old, the ski resort has passed through, you know, a number of people who've run and operated and looked after it. And when we're gone, there'll be other people, you know, will be running, looking after them and making it a special place. And it's actually, it's, it's really good and amazing to be able to, to do a job where you're, you know, you create something that provides so much joy to people that are up there. Hmm. And how how would you say uh, the resort's shaping up for this season? Yeah, I think I think good. I mean, we 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 had hoped to have a, a new three man chair in by this year, but we had some sort of planning and and uh, planning delays, which meant it's slightly delayed until next year. But uh, yeah, we've got a, a new snowmaking kit in this year. We've got a new garage in the the process has been built, so it means our piece machines will be indoors, and it makes life so much easier for. Our engineers, we're we're launching online ticket sales this year for people buying their tickets so they can get them before they arrive in the hill. We're launching online ski hire so people can pre-book the ski hire and guarantee it's going to be there for them. Uh, doing a bit of an upgrade to the, the cafe at the bottom. So yeah, lots lots going on. That's what always happens on the back of a good ski year. We we have a little bit of money in the bank and we manage to to push forward with development plans. And, you know, I think customers will see quite a, quite a big difference in the place this year. Mm. And, and, and you mentioned the snowmaking, which I want to ask about, because it, it was getting quite a bit of press coverage, I noticed, during the summer, obviously a bit of a, a campaign behind it to, to get it for, for the resort. I mean, just talk to me a bit about how that's all come about. Yeah, I think it, it, we've been looking at snowmaking for ever since I... Came to the resort, and we had over the last four or five years bought uh, snow cannons, which make snow in temperatures of sort of minus two or minus three. The problem we have in the west coast of Scotland is that uh, we often have high humidity. We often don't get the really low temperatures that are great for making snow. And uh, we found that while the cannons were effective, they weren't really the answer. So we've been looking at alternative uh, snow making that could make temp snow in any temperatures and the technology we've just we've just bought is a, a snow factory and it'll make snow in up to 25 degrees that allows us to make snow in any weather and absolutely guarantee it, it may not be a huge part of the mountain but it means we can absolutely guarantee that we'll have one run or part of a run or a sledging area or a beginner's area and we can guarantee that we will have snow in that area and at a set date in the season we'll be able to open we'll build up people on the mountain and uh, it just means we can start employing instructors, we can employ our, our ski hire staff, we can employ people, give them a set start date. In the past, we used to we used to look for seasonal staff and tell them that we'd give them a call when uh, when we had enough snow to open, which wasn't great for them, wasn't great for us, and uh, it's 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 made a huge difference. The, the technology is quite expensive, but it's it's a real game changer because it, it not only means that we can guarantee it opening date but local hotels businesses the local economy will see a huge benefit because they know that we can guarantee throughout the season we'll have at least some snow so it gives customers confidence to book hotels and, and come and stay at the you know stay at, at or near the resort wow so so it is uh, that, that does sound really quite exciting but you were just touching it on there then that a lot of the um 
the local businesses and 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 restaurants and so forth they rely on on you guys to have good snow to bring the people in yeah definitely we're in we're in an area which tourism wise because we're on the, the west island way and glencoe is really well known that in the summer the local hotels and businesses are, are very very busy but in the winter it, it drops off a bit and uh, we rely on us. I mean, every t- every year we have a good ski season. The, the local hotels and businesses, you know, see a, a really big uptick in their in their trade. If we have a bad ski season, it, you know, everything goes backwards for them. So they rely on us too well. And the fact that we've invested in this technology means that uh, you know it, it should it should mean that their their customers will. So, when are you planning to turn on that 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 uh, that snowmaker then? Yeah, the plan is late October, early November, and it will run for a month. So it'll run for a month, just making giant piles of snow, and then towards the end of November, start of December, the peace machines will come in and just push that snow out and make a. Well, depending on how well it goes, I mean, you know, there are factors that affect it. If, it, if it's really mild and it rains a lot, then some of the snow will disappear, but. Uh, or if it's really cold, then we can use our snow cannons to make additional snow. So, you know, there's no guarantee exactly how much snow we'll, we'll have, but we will have enough to, you know, to open one ski run or a part of a ski run or a sledging, you know, a sledging area and, uh, and a beginner ski area. Uh, so 1st of December is when we, we plan to open it. We'll have made snow for about a month before that. Mm. So, uh... Andy, we've got, I've got to wrap this up, but just one final question. Um, for anybody that's not been to Glencoe Ski Resort, I mean, how would how would you describe it? Well, Glencoe Ski Resort it sits right in the middle of Rannoch Moor, which is one of the last wilderness areas in, in Scotland. So amazing, amazing wild scenery. Uh, the resort itself has, because we sit in the west coast of Scotland, we get some of the highest snowfall that you get anywhere in, in Scotland. The, the resort's known as White Corries, and that's for a very good reason, because the, the Corries keep their snow well into the summer. So we very often have great snow right into the, the late part of the season. Amazing friendly customers, because uh, most of our customers come from Glasgow, and uh, it's, it's amazing to watch sometimes that a visitor will come, they'll pull out a piece map to have a I look to try and work out where they are, and within seconds there'll be two or three of our uh, customers going over to, to give them assistance, show them around, to help them out. So, amazing customers, great staff, beautiful area to ski in, and, and, and great snow at times, and really just a, a great place for a for an adventure. Well, uh, listen, thanks very much for, for coming on the, the show, and um, I wish you guys all the best for the season. No, thank you very much. Okay. And there you go, that was a really interesting look inside what it is like to actually run a ski resort, what the challenges are like, the uh, how a resort gets ready for 
the winter season and then when it actually starts to snow and the season gets running what are the the things that they have to do uh, and how much is actually required I don't think I could have really have thought about much of that on my own so to really get that level of um, detail from Andy was something that uh, I really enjoyed and I hope you enjoyed listening to that too if this is something that um, you enjoyed please hit the subscribe button whether it's on the podcast platforms whether it's on YouTube if you're on the YouTube channel subscribe to it and hit the like button on this video um, which will help obviously just keep more and more things coming um, by all means head over and check out the videos as well you can also find me on a Facebook page and also on Instagram uh, the links to those will be in the YouTube channel um, but uh, I hope you can join us next time for the podcast as we get ever closer to the ski season there'll be more shows coming so thanks for listening